This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. You're listening to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business on Business Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg, and I'm coming to you from my super smoky home in California. But today we're talking about personal wealth and the financial impact of the pandemic on all of us. I am so thrilled to welcome to the show our... uh, one of my favorite recurring guests on this show and just amazing person, Nicole Appen, career and money expert, New York Times bestselling author of three books, four books, 10 books. I mean, Nicole is just the, one of the most <laughs> prolific authors. Thank you so much for coming back on the show today. Oh, honey, I miss you so much. Nicole, tell me, what have the last few months looked like for you? I mean, the last few months has looked like what it's looked like for a lot of people. There's so much uncertainty. And, you know, I constantly remind myself uh, that I can only control myself. I can't control the global economy. I can only control my own little economy. And that's where I find comfort. Mm. I, you know, for sure, this has been stressful for a lot of people financially. In your field, Nicole, what do people seem most stressed about right now? And what kind of advice have you been giving most frequently? Yeah, I mean, I packed up too. I left New York. I drove across the country. And so I have felt like most people are concerned about their impending moves, potentially, whether their actual physical moves or any career moves, you know, Pivoting is a cliche right now, so a lot of people have had to pivot their careers. Um, And they also want to understand investing for the first time, which is actually really cool because, you know, I've talked about this a gazillion times in the past. It's really hard to proactively take control of your finances. It's almost like, you know, when you get a diagnosis is when you start eating healthy. And now we're sort of in that analogy for our financial life, like stuff is on fire, you know, we're sick. Uh, collectively. And so now I think a lot of people are like, wow, I have to do something about it. And so looking at an emergency fund or a rainy day fund, like, hello, it's raining, it's pouring, it's on fire, it's all the things. It's okay to use the emergency fund. And I think now if you didn't have an emergency fund, folks are like, oh, wait, Nicole, that thing you were talking about, that actually might be something I should plan for. Because now that this has happened, like we now know anything can. Absolutely. I, so what about, so people, if they're finally waking up right now to realizing that they have to think about their finances, start investing, where do you even get started? So I think a good thing to start with is your overall spending plan. And in the past, we've talked about breaking that down into the three E's. So essentials, end game, and extras. I love alliteration. It just makes it easier. And in normal times, uh, pre-Rona times, uh, I would break that down to 70% being for the essentials, 15% for the extras, and 15% for the end game. But we're in this new normal, of course. So I would scale back the essentials to about 60% of your overall spending plan. Uh, Increase the end game to about 35% and try to bring down the extras to 5%. I mean, there's not a lot of stuff that we used to spend on 
that we even can spend on anymore, like the Manny Teddy or the Latte or stuff like that. So I think this has given us perspective that we don't need all the stuff we used to get. Uh, so this makes sense to, to bring them that part of the spending plan. For sure. For anyone who's just joining us, you're listening to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business here on Sirius XM Business Radio 132. We're speaking with Nicole Lappin, career and money expert, New York Times bestselling author. Nicole, one thing I love about you is I feel like you're both a financial expert and a therapist. So uh, one thing that I have been wanting to ask is like, what do you do if you have extra people living with you right now or you are the extra person in someone else's household? Like, how do you uh, make sure that you're that doesn't impact like your financial health, your emotional health and and the budgets that you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm a therapist, um, but maybe (laughs) you and I together can help in that way. Uh, We'll we'll be one therapist mushed together. You know, I think (laughs) those interpersonal interactions, of course, are the hardest thing about money. Like the numbers part is super, super easy. A fifth grader can do the numbers part. It's the humanities that gets most tricky. So it's, yeah, how to live with your parents and how not to have finances and everything else going on in the macro economy and the macro world affect that. It's, you know, how do you date during a pandemic? I've seen a Guys, for instance, uh, Venmo women for like a virtual drink. <laughs> so they'll be on Zoom and have like a glass of wine and then he'll Venmo for that. I mean, so I think we're doing the best we can, but it's really important to be transparent, you know, taking care of your financial health, not feeling guilty about changing your spending habits. A lot of people need to use that emergency uh, fund, that rainy day fund due to the pandemic, like we talked about before. So, you know, I think it's it's just really ha- having this conversation openly and honestly with yourself and the people around you. I think that's a great plan. And and yes, it's a, I feel like I was prepared for a lot of things financially going into this. I I was not prepared for like the ego uh, blow of like moving back in with my parents and all of that, like at this phase of my life. But it's, you know, like you said, that's, that's the hardest part of all of this. Um, I, I'm curious your thoughts on like luxury goods, because I feel like, um, you know, six months ago, I would have said, you know, people should buy less things, but buy nicer things. Um, does luxury even matter now any that we're not leaving the house and that we're doing all of our meetings over remote? Like what, what are your thoughts? So I think when it came to the blow of your ego, of course, that could be vis-a-vis moving in with your parents. It can also be, I've heard a lot of folks taking unemployment and there's no shame in the unemployment game, of course. Um, but that can be, you know, a, an ego blow in some senses too. And I get the idea to indulge in small indulgences. I have always advocated for that. But I think now, like, why did we need those designer purses? Are you wearing the designer purses? No, 100. No, right? I'm wearing like, I'm wearing like fanny packs and <laughs> that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true but like are we are even getting out of sweatpants i'm not i'm just sort of owning that and um you know i think right now it's a it's a good byproduct to see that this chaos has 
hopefully put us in the right perspective moving forward. So, you know, like in the past, we've talked about when you get a raise, oftentimes it's helpful to not really increase your budget and just live on the same budget as your previous salary because like stuff was fine right you were okay and then take you know the delta or whatever more you're making and uh, invest it or save it which will give you a greater rainy day fund or nest egg or whatever i think the same thing should apply here you know obviously this is a new normal for an extended period of time but if we can take these philosophies now and keep it going when you know we do see people like really understanding that luxury might not be that important that more important stuff actually matters well more Mm. I I definitely feel like myself and so many people have been having this kind of a reawakening where that it really makes you question what's really important in your life. Like, do you have to live in that expensive apartment in the middle of a big city if work is remote? You know, like what, what's really important? I don't know. Are you, is that something you've been asking yourself or you've been hearing other people ask? So much. I think of this for myself all the time. And, um, you know, I think that people are rethinking what their space is and whether it uh, needs to be in a bigger city. You know, New York is not New York. You and I aren't there right now. And so I think we're doing the best we can and um, not having anyone to show like these fancy things that we might have splurged to has actually, I think, helped us with the perspective. So I just hope we keep that going for the long haul. For sure. Okay. In a second, I want to switch gears, but uh, I just want to ask one thing about negotiating bills right now. Cause I, that's something you talk about a lot on your Instagram. Um, you've, I, in fact, I would highly recommend for anyone who's not following you on social. Um, that is the first thing everyone should do after listening to this show, because uh, Nicole, your, your Instagram, your Twitter is just such a wealth of useful, practical information. Um, and you talk a lot about how every bill in our life is negotiable. So how do you even start thinking about that? Well, first of all, thank you. And I right now have tried to offer my resources in an updated way for these times. So as you know, I've always written in my books or on my website or classes, like these scripts, because I think in theory, we know we need to negotiate for our salary, for our credit card, APR, which a lot of people don't do, which drives me crazy for our bills, uh, for our medical debt. Everything is negotiable. The worst thing any bill collector can say is no. So I like, I mean, we should have done a dramatic reading. The next time I'm on the show, we'll do a dramatic reading. You would be amazing at this. You could even sing the part of the bill collector or something. You can really get fancy with it. But you know, I think it's important um, to show people, like, here's the catchphrases you can say, um, because sometimes you blank, and that might be the most difficult part. So um, so I think, you know, I put a camera up while I was negotiating my own bills and stuff, just so you can see. It wasn't anything groundbreaking, but it was like, oh, here's how these conversations go down. And it doesn't work all the time, but... You know, most often companies or landlords will throw you a bone versus losing you as a customer. Absolutely. I think especially right now. So, um, I mean, 
I've seen companies like renegotiating and get out of very big and very difficult rental leases and office space and kind of ironclad contracts are, are even being renegotiated. So uh, anything in your life is negotiable right now, and you should definitely be taking advantage of that. For anyone just joining us, we're speaking with Nicole Lappin, career and money expert, New York Times bestselling author. Nicole, I want to switch gears for a second. I... I mean, I'm a little embarrassed that we've been friends for so many years and I had no idea that you suffered from migraines as badly as you do. And, and, uh, now you're doing a, in a partnership to help other people. Yeah. I, you know, when we met, when I was at CNN, I would oftentimes go into like the wardrobe closet. It wasn't very fancy, but it was a small dark room and, you know, millions of people suffer from this disease. It's, um, not just a headache, like where you can go take some water, it can be really debilitating. So yeah, I've teamed up with Amgen and Novartis to try and encourage people to understand migraines and migraine in the workplace, because talking to your boss is really important, um, being open, being honest. And I'm just hoping that people rethink the idea that a migraine is just a headache, because it's so much more. And it's really affected me in serious ways, being on the air back in the day when we had, you know, big lights in our eyes, you know, that would be exacerbating. So no migraine mission, know.com uh, is where folks can go to learn more about migraine in the workplace. How, um, how have you seen this, this new shift in work with like being on Zoom all day? And has, has that affected um, people with migraines at all? And what are some tips for coping? I think it's important to not be afraid to speak up, to explain to your boss, even if it's on Zoom or coworker, what you're going through. So I think the more vocal and visible you are, whether it's on Zoom or on the phone or when we actually see human beings in real life, I think the more people realize that it's a disease that affects millions. And, you know, what I've found uh, in the times where I've, you know, been affected in my own work situation, talking to a boss or supervisor or producer or something like that and sort of opening up about what I was feeling, you'll see that they know somebody who suffers from migraine, you know, their sister or their cousin or their friend or whatever. And I think that can create like anything else. You know, you're establishing new relationships. You're being a little bit more vulnerable. And so that can happen whether you're on a virtual call um, in the workplace uh, or on social media or, you know, in, in person, hopefully soon. Yes, I know. It's definitely, uh, at least that's one of the positives of this time is that I feel like we're all seeing each other's authentic lives a little bit more. We're seeing, you know, the inside of each other's homes and our kids and our dogs and our roommates. And um, hopefully this can be a time where we can have more empathy for our coworkers and colleagues and uh, and be able to speak up a little more. So I, I really appreciate you, Nicole, bringing this uh, to the forefront and, and always being so vulnerable with your own experiences. I appreciate you so much. I think that now what's really interesting and that I love is that when people ask you how you're doing, it's actually an important question. I mean, I think it used to be a throwaway question. And now when people are like, how are you? You know, people answer honestly. And I think that can be considered really good progress. Uh, 
I completely agree. It's not these like sugar coated lives. Nicole, I want to go back for a second. You mentioned about like dating and Venmoing people for drinks. And I want to hone in on this a little more because like, I knew I've been, would love that. Yes. Cause I've been sitting here for the last five months, like, like, f- like chasing three young children around like a, a house in quarantine. And I don't think I've like really given much thought what dating in the time of pandemic is like. So like, I, I feel like there's all these etiquette questions, right? Like, uh, can you talk, talk me through what's going on? Like educate me and our listeners a little. <laughs> You want to live vicariously through me, don't you? Um, <laughs> I do. I want to live know, vicariously I, through you. <laughs> listen, I will happily babysit um, the three nuggets, um, and you could go on these dates for me because I'm telling you, it's not easier per se, um, but the financial dynamics have changed. I feel like this could be a good contender, by the way, for the like or dislike of absolutely. the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, I mean, okay. there there's so much right like like who who pays the first the bill on the first date is there even a bill like do you let someone order you dinner and give out your address like what like what do you like what's going on so that can happen too um you know I had a situation personally where somebody sent me because now like really nice restaurants are delivering of course and you want to support the local economy so sent me you know tacos and guac and a margarita to my house and at first I was like gosh I don't know about giving out my address um but I was like listen we have bigger problems right now (laughs) so send me a send me a margarita um and justify the means and um you know I think that for me personally I talked about this on Hush Money which is my podcast with uh, Jason Pfeiffer, who's the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine, who you know. Um, he's like my work husband. And uh, the topic was who pays on a first date, just generally speaking. And my producer was like, I know Nicole's going to be rah, rah, boss bitch, like, you know, pay your own way. And I was like, no, I actually really prefer not paying for a first date and it's not because I can't pay I can't physically pay it's because I don't want to pay um and so I think that for me works but if you I think being ultimate feminist is not telling other women what to do so if you want to pay your own way like get after it if you want to be the one sending margaritas like go for it whatever uh makes you happy and whatever you feel most comfortable with but for me I prefer not paying on a first date even personally I mean, it's really, uh, it's really amazing when you think about it. Like how, how dressed up should you even get for a first date if it's on a video chat? So you do your hair, you have to do a little bit, potentially more makeup than we can get away with, with the mask. Right. Um, but I wore like fluffy Uggs for one of my dates, which was amazing. And then, you know, it's, something happens and it's really uncomfortable you just close your computer or you had a wi-fi problem yes you're like you're like sorry sorry my signal went out you just you just strike a pose and pretend you're frozen and then just like close your computer i love it it's it's amazing and you're like see you never (laughs) that's right that's like that's like the new the new like call having a friend call to bail you out is like sorry i can't hear you i can't you you must be on mute okay (laughs) bye um 
Okay, Nicole, we only have a few minutes left, so I want to make sure I have like a, so many questions for you. And for anyone who's just listening, you're listening to Randy Zuckerberg Means Business here on SiriusXM Business Radio. We're speaking with Nicole Lappin today, who's the New York Times bestselling author of three books, career money expert, podcast host. She does it all. Um, all right. So, Nicole, I want to talk about uh, student loans because I feel like the nature of education has completely shifted overnight. Like, should you be taking out massive student loans right now in a world where college is on Zoom? So, in general, I've never been a fan of that, of course. And now I am even more bearish on it. And so I think if you have student loans, a huge misconception, Randy, is that people are like, yeah, I can just, you know, chill. They're they're forgiven for a little while. So, like, let me not pay off the student loans I already have. Thank you, government. No, no, this is a huge, huge misconception. I actually am so glad you brought this up because – not just, you don't not pay, like, period, end of story. You can pay. And actually, it's way better to pay if you do have the money to pick away at your student debt because it's going after the principal right now and not the whole shebang. So you actually can get that dent monkey off your back much quicker if you do pay, even though you don't technically have to right now. Mm, that's great, great advice. Um, what about travel? Do you think, should we be spending money on travel right now? Is that dangerous because things might get canceled? Like what, what are you advising people to do? I love travel. As you know, you and I went to Berlin and rode around on what were those? There were segways. On segways, which I think are like illegal now or like out of business. I think segway went out of business. We might've been the last people ever to segway around Berlin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that will be um, my flashback for the week. I can't wait. RIP segway. And, you know, having that travel experience was, you know, unforgettable, of course. And I think we're just, uh, rethinking what that looks like. And by the way, if you're a travel entrepreneur, um, we talked about on our show uh, somebody who was selling cruise packages. And, you know, when, when entrepreneurs, and I'm sure you, you will forget more than I will ever know about this, but um, are saying, like, I don't know how to pivot, you know, with the with Rona and the social justice movement, like, nobody needs my offerings. Well, we talked to somebody who actually pivoted to sell cream packages. And if that guy can do it, anyone can do it. Um, so he's figured out a way to you know, cleverly market and actually sell people cruise packages now. And so if you are thinking about planning ahead, sometimes, you know, you um, that gets you through the day. Like you're looking forward to a cruise in 2022. So, you know, I think from the entrepreneur side and the customer side, it's okay to, if you do have the, uh, if you do have the money, if you're not, you know, obviously hurting your uh, basic expenses, uh, then, you know, looking forward to something I'm all for. I'm bullish on that. Absolutely. All right, Nicole, in our final minutes together, uh, talk to us about your books, your podcast, all of the incredible places that our listeners can find you. Well, um, Rich Bitch is my first book that has just come out in the fourth printing or something, uh, which is bananas. So I just re-updated that, um, a boss bitch. 
Becoming Superwoman is a 12-step plan to go from burnout to balance. And there's a journal with that, which has really helped me recently um, to focus on the gratitude and the little things that actually are going my way. Amazing. And where can we listen to uh, your Hush Money podcast? So at iHeart uh, Radio, wherever podcasts are sold um, or served. <laughs> and uh, the moneyschool.com is, um, you know, my money masterclass where, you know, if you do want to really dig into this subject, and I hope you do, then this is a great time to invest in yourself. I have always said that that pays most dividends later on. Mm. I love that. Nicole, any parting words of wisdom to kind of take advantage of opportunities right now instead of focus on the negative? You know, listen, we're all doing the best we can right now. And I think we're all in this together. For sure. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for, for such a wealth of information. Um, don't forget, where, where can people find you on social? Because I really think your social media handles are, are second to none. Um, at Nicole Lappin, again, wherever social media uh, is worked. Excellent. And I really appreciate how during this time, not only have you been sharing information, but just your, your Instagram, especially is so full of just very useful tips for, for anyone who is thinking about managing their finances right now. So Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you stay safe, stay sane. Thanks for all the great advice. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 